Is it snowing where you are? Yes, it was like light, light little tiny. Oh, I'm thinking about it. I might snow, or maybe I'm just blowing around. Two big giant flakes coming down. To okay, I'm done. <laughs> Tonight we're supposed to get six to twelve inches. Oof. So I guess today's show will be Snowmageddon. Maybe the Snowmageddon. Even though, like by Wednesday or Thursday of next week, it's going to be damn near sixty here. Oh God! Wow. So it's all going to be gone. It's all going to be mud. It's all going to be just mud and maybe in your basement. No, no, take that back. I don't want well, shit in it, my basement. It melts and it's got to go somewhere if the ground's sort of frozen. You know what? It goes into the street and into the sewer where it belongs, not my house. Okay. Uh, fingers crossed that is the way it should be. Yes. Wow. Patty opens the show like like house, house like poo-pooing me. That didn't Sorry? make any sense whatsoever. All right, moving on. Welcome back to the watch list with Patty and Bill. Make sure you click on that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure you catch up on all of our back episodes by going to thewatchlistpod.com. Engage with us on social media at symbol. The Watchlist Pod, at Symbol Pirate Alice, at Symbol Bill Ivory Larson. And if you happen to listen on Apple Podcasts, make sure you give us a nice five-star review. We would love that and appease the algorithm gods so that one of these days we can get paid. I'm sorry, I keep saying that, but it's true. <laughs> anyway, so how are you? I'm doing okay. And I say that because I think we have a damn fine Joe Rogan-free podcast here. I'm sorry. I yeah, just didn't throw that for real. Because he's we, a dick. We do. He anyway. is. We don't like so, him. So I wanted to open the show this week, first of all, with a thank you to many of our listeners. Because I posed a question last week of how long would a film have to be for you to say, nah, I'm not going to sit in a theater seat for this long. I will wait for it to get home. And so I posed it on social media as well, but we asked it during the show and several of our, our longtime listeners got back to me. So someone of your acquaintance, Sam, the geriatric millennial. Really? She She got back to you. Well, that's because, you know, I don't know. Sam. (laughs) Well, shout out to Sam. Yo, Sam. Uh, She said, if it's over two and a half hours, I'm not watching it in a theater. The cost of the movie and gas to get there, plus a babysitter, that's starting to get to be too much. And that's a fair point. Fair point. Because like we said, you know, a two and a half hour movie is actually more like a three and a half hour experience. Half hour of trailers and depending on what time you get there. Yeah. You know, that's that's pretty long time. So then I have a friend of mine and his name is Jim. Shout out to Jim. What up, Jim? Hello, Jim. He says, I'll watch any movie in a theater no matter the length. And he and I were actually talking about uh, going to see the limited 4K release of The Godfather in movie theaters. So next month they're releasing a 4K version on Blu-ray. And I'm like, fuck, I already have it on DVD and Blu-ray. Now I got to buy it again. 
but it, they are completely beautifully remastered copies and to celebrate the 50th anniversary I can't believe it's fucking 50 years old um <laughs> they're going to release it in movie theaters for a very brief time and i would love to see that and then i've got another friend of mine dave march hey david how are you hello and david. he said and he said between not being able to pause and other people in the theater, I've been done with the theater experience for quite a while now. And that I is feel also, you, Dave. I feel, I feel you too. You. you know, and, and, and ev- all of those are very valid points because one, I loved uh, my mom. I miss you, mom, so much. Gave me my love of movies when I was a kid. I collect movie posters to this day. Movies have been a big, huge part of my life. I love the movie going experience, even when the theater was shitty and the seat and the floors were sticky and the seats were broken. I still loved being in there. And now, especially with reclining seats and the popcorn and and better sound and all that, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And then COVID hit. (laughs) And combine that with I got a better home system. Uh Uh-huh. And so I've gravitated more toward the, hey, I'll be the younger Bill part of this and I'll wait for shit and stream it at home. Damn straight. But all of those are very valid points. And I thank each and every one of you for responding. And again, thank you for responding. If if anybody wants to hit us up on social media, we are at the Watchlist Pod, at Bill Ivory Larson, and at Pirate Alice. We would love to hear from you. Yes, we would. So we got something fun today. Yeah. Because I'm usually the slacker on this show, and I and I fully cop to that. And and it's not that I'm a slacker, but I'm kind of a slacker, and <laughs> and I don't watch nearly as much shit as Patty does. Yeah, yeah. So I've slowed her down so much that she has a backlog of shit in yes. her book. Yes, and, and see, you know, first. I watch so much that I have a notebook that I have to write shit down in to remember what I've watched. Let's start there. Okay. And then when Bill last week said rapid fire the stuff you've watched, and I was like, I need to go through this and see what what is this stuff and do I remember half of it? Well, I've got like 80 some things between the Korean dramas and the <laughs> other stuff, as I'm calling it. That I have watched and not talked about on the show. And as I was compiling the list, I remembered a few other things that weren't on the list. So that's why I've got like 80-ish stuff. But we need to break this shit down because 80 things, even rapid fire, would take a while. That's a lot of shit. So this way I can at least tell you where to find it. Give you a quick like one sentence description of what this is about. And then whether or not it's worth it. Yep. So later on, I'm going to come in with my reviews of stuff. But ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first Patty's Rapid Fire Reviews. Yes. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you guys ready? Are you set? Okay. Go. Archive 81, Netflix. So this dude restores damaged footage of strange happenings in an apartment building that burned down and strange stuff happens to him. Yes, watch this. Two, uh, The Neighbor. This is the Spanish series that is like Greatest American Hero. Yes, watch it. 
Meerkat Manor, the reboot on and it's on AMC Plus. Of course, you want to watch it. It's fucking Meerkat Manor. Uh, three tattoo redo. This is on Netflix, and it is just exactly what you think it is. So no, don't watch it. It's stupid. Clickbait on Netflix. Nick Brewer is missing, having appeared in viral videos, which the video thing says that if you reach, he will be killed after it reaches 5 million views. This was a stupid ass thing on Netflix. No, don't watch it. Blackstone. This follows the lives of indigenous people on a fictional Blackstone First Nations reserve in Alberta, Canada. This is fucking awesome. And you should watch it. You can find it for free on Tubi or the Roku channel. It used to be on Netflix, but it's not anymore. So yes, find that, watch it. The Unholy. This is a horror series, creepy as shit. I didn't actually finish it, but I need to go back and watch it. It's on Netflix. If I didn't say that, yes, watch this. Stay Close on Netflix. A suburban mom in Livingston, England is hiding her murky past. Yes, watch this. It's a cool mystery thing. The Cleaning Lady. This is on Fox, repeated on Hulu. Cool. This woman becomes the cleaning lady for these bad guys who murder people and shit. These, uh, they're like drug dealer things. This is really, really good. Ooh. I thought it was going to be totally dumb, but it's fun. Awesome. Yeah. Anne Boleyn. This is on AMC Plus. It's the story of Anne Boleyn. Yes. Watch this. It's damn good. Rob Riggle, Global Investigator. This is on Discovery Plus and it's what you think it is. Rob Riggle traveling the world, investigating those crazy mysteries like the lost city of Atlantis. Where did it go? Yes, watch it. He's awesome. This show's fun. <laughs> totally check that out. Um, Uncle. This is on Amazon Prime. It's from England. It's British. So we're this loser musician guy who is an uncle. He finds happiness again hanging out with his nephew. This is a really basic rundown of what it is, but it's fucking hysterical. It's on Amazon. Watch it. It's called Uncle. The Cook of Castamar. It's on Netflix. It's a period drama about a woman who has agoraphobia. After the death of her father, she gets a job as a cook in the house of the Duke of Castamar. Mystery shit. Hidden secrets. I barely watched it. It's... Only got a, I've only got through a few episodes. Other people told me it was great. Meh. I'll leave it up to you if you like period things in Spain. Into the night. Uh, this is when people die when they're exposed to sunlight. So they're on a plane flying perpetually towards nighttime. It's on Netflix. It was kind of dumb. It really was pretty dumb. Don't watch that one. And the last one. Murder at White House Farm. This is on HBO Max. It's a mini-series dramatization of the true story of an entire family being murdered. Uh, Mom, dad, the two kids in this house in the middle of nowhere in 1985. And yeah, that was damn good. It was pretty good. (laughs) How many was that? That's 15. God damn. That is 15 TV series or yeah, series, whether it's on it's on my TV, so it's a TV series that I've that I watched that are not Korean. 
See, folks, where else are you going to get rapid-fire reviews of 15 things in the space of, like, five minutes? Mm-hmm. Patty just ran down a lot of shit for you. Yeah. Uh, I, really... I, I will list these with, like, a link to a trailer for each one on the website, thewatchlistpod.com, so you could get a better idea. Oh, that's awesome. If you care I did want to check out the cleaning list. lady. That is, that's, that one's actually really fun. Is it? Yeah, I like it. So did you want to go into anything else or do you want me to go? You can go. I, I, um, but I'll, I'll tell you guys about one other thing that I was just watching before we start recording. Cool. It brand new dropped on Netflix today. It's called All of Us Are Dead. It's a Korean drama based on a webtoon it is dubbed into English for those who need English. And it's about a zombie outbreak that starts in a high school. Eh, like most things will. Yeah. Hey, what yeah. you doing, dude? Well, the, I, I, the I, science I, teacher is the one who starts it all. Oh. Yeah. I feel like there's more going on with that guy. Because this actor has played an asshole in a total villain in many a other thing that i've seen oh who so is it? i he's a korean actor i don't remember all their names i just know their faces okay and i didn't really write all this stuff down here oh, i'm just like right. oh you asked me what else i'm like here here's one i can give you a little bit more right. about non-rapid fire it just came out today all of us are dead it's a damn good one. Oh, that's awesome mm-hmm because as you know, I just want to be entertained these days. So much shit is going on right now that I uh, I duck out of reality for a few hours. And that's a good one to duck out with. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right. So your non-rapid fire three reviews from me this week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go from okay to good to fucking awesome. Ooh. All okay. Right. All of these, get ready, folks, are on Netflix. What? Netflix is a hub of things? No. It's amazing how they're an (laughs) aggregate for tons of entertainment from many different sources that you can stream at home for a subscription fee that keeps fucking rising. But anyway, Hmm. but since we (laughs) talked about that last week. I perused Netflix because I was very curious. I wanted to just stay in Netflix world because I pondered out loud. Is it worth, you know, 25 bucks now or whatever the hell it is? Mm -hmm. Now, the first thing that I watch and all of these things, except for one, except for the fucking awesome one. These two things dropped today as we record Friday, January the 28th. The first one stars Kristen Bell. And Michael Ely, and it's called The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. Yes! She had this trailer on her Instagram. I thought it was like a joke thing that she did just for the fun of it. Mm. But no, it ended up being a real Netflix thing. And I'm like, I can't wait till that comes out. Has that that's dropped then? It's clearly. It's dropped. Yep. Oh, I need to watch it now. And I watched the first episode of it, and it says drama comedy and (laughs) (laughs) the premise of the show is Kristen bell is a divorcee 
who is having a hard time not only living with the fact that she is divorced from Michael Ely, but she is also still reeling from the death three years in of their nine-year-old daughter. And there's a neighbor that moves in across the street who finally kind of starts snapping her out of her morose, always drinking wine, drunk, never doing anything kind of feeling, but who may or may not be a murderer. And I've got to say, I'm hooked. It reminds me a lot of the very first very good season of Desperate Housewives. Did you ever watch that show? Mm Mm-hmm. But the very first very good season of it, yes. The very first very good season of Desperate Housewives before it got stupid. Yes. As as a lot of shows do in their sophomore and junior seasons. But mm-hmm. And I got to say, it's nice seeing a different side of Kristen Bell. She is a brilliant comedic actress. Brilliant. The she good is. place is my shit. You know, mm-hmm. and and she has starred in so much. She is just amazing. But to see her in a fairly dramatic role is is something very cool. So, so is you, it? Did you ever watch Veronica Mars? I never did. That that is a little more dramatic on the dramatic side. It's it's kind of akin to the comic slash dramatic like Buffy was, but not yeah supernatural monsters right that's that's what veronica mars reminds me of and i watched it well after it was done Mm -hmm. and i was like sucked in yeah then i guess her dramatic chops shine again because i had never seen okay definitely one you should look for if it's out there still somewhere oh i'm sure it is i'm sure if we dug deep enough so this is called The Woman Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. Nope. It's called The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the, the Window. The Woman in the House. Yep. Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. Okay. Yeah. So the, the Woman the... in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. Yes. And it's on Netflix. And I, I got to say, if you really want to start getting involved in a in a yarn, like a really creepy kind of yarn, go for it. And this is a series or is it a movie? Uh, it's a mini series. It's a mini series. Okay. It's a mini series. Okay. Now, the good thing that I watched, mm-hmm. as opposed to a multi-part mini series, is only half an hour long. Really? And is and is done by Aziz Ansari. <gasps> and it's called Nightclub okay. Comedian. It it legitimately is twenty nine minutes long. Wow. And it's he goes back to the very first nightclub where he ever did stand up as as a teenager. And he does a a very intimate half hour set at this nightclub. And I was reading a lot of reviews about this because, you know, I just I always do that just to see if people agree with me and my thought, am I nuts? Am I not missing something? Am I missing something and all that? And I have to say, I disagree with some of the negative reviews that are about this. Because what I loved about this, besides the fact that it's Aziz Ansari, and I love him, he is my favorite character in Parks and Recreation. Mm 
mm-hmm. Tom Haverford. But I also think he's a very funny comedian. But this is such an intimately shot thing because he directs it also, where you actually feel like you're in the nightclub. And that is a very hard thing to do. Mm. And the other thing that impressed me very much was this was actually filmed last month. This was really? filmed this was filmed in December of 2021. Damn. Okay. So with, so within a month they filmed it, edited it and threw it out there. Wow. And you know, usually when you get a comedy special it might be 3 or 4 months down the road maybe. Mhm. This this is current, man. And and he talks about current shit that's still going on and that's what impressed me also. It's very immediate. Hmm. I I really liked it. If you're cool. looking for something really short and funny yeah. and, and thought-provoking, by the way, because he talks about COVID, not being vaccinated. He talks about uh, just the state of the world and politics and all that. It's very insightful comedy. So okay. Aziz Ansari, nightclub comedian. The last thing that I watched, which is fucking brilliant, and everybody needs to watch this, particularly men, it is a documentary called This Changes Everything. And it is a documentary that takes a look at gender disparity in Hollywood through the eyes of actresses and female filmmakers. I, I have got to tell you, it, it, and it's and and it sucks because you know everybody takes things through their own lens, mm-hmm. and not not just their own gender lens, but their own life experience lens, their own racial identity lens, their own life experience lens, educational everything. And I and I love when something makes you put on a different set of glasses to look at something and to, and for this movie, and they go very much into detail, numerically speaking, doing all this research, the Gina Davis uh, um, company that talks about disparity in Hollywood. She has a whole organization for this. Gina Davis is the shit. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Look it up. She's amazing. I will. It, It, she talks about how even her staff did years of research, even in children's G-rated movies. Wow. And how I think the, the, the figure was 78% of the characters in G-rated movies are male. I believe it. And of the ones that have female characters, they are sometimes even sexualized. Oh, beginning yeah. when we're children. Mm-hmm. And it made me think, fuck, that's right, the Smurfs. Yeah, Smurfette. Smurfette. And they always mm-hmm. made her like voo-voo, gaga, like, oh my God, she's she's the Yeah, all the guys runner. get the Google eyes for her. She's right. wearing little pumps, right. wearing little shoes. Mm-hmm. Why do we need that? And and the movie interviews so many people uh and 
like Meryl Streep is interviewed, Marissa Tomei is interviewed, um, uh, Natalie Portman is interviewed, Rose McGowan is interviewed, and and just it makes you mad. It makes you absolutely incredibly infuriated. And again, I hate saying this phrase. I have said it before and I say it again. I hate saying this phrase. That in this day and age, that happens. Mm-hmm. And Rose McGowan actually did something very cool as well. And she said something like, no matter what I do in a part, in a part because there's a male cinematographer, it's all about my ass and my boobs. Mm-hmm. And she showed a shot from one of her scenes in Charmed. And wow. I, I, I just find, I, again, a light bulb went off like, wow. This is the kind of movie, and, and David, shout out to David. What's up, David? We have all talked about how there needs to be the voice in the room when they are coming up with stuff. Mm-hmm. Whether that is a writer of color or or actors of color bringing these stories to life, but it's even deeper than that. You need women of many different backgrounds to shoot these things, not just to be the writer of these things, but to actually scope the vision of what this is going to look like. The director needs to be a woman. Mm-hmm. And how... One director, the director of the movie Boys Don't Cry. Remember that movie? Oh, yeah, yeah. The Hillary Swank one? That one something, Oscar. Yes, Hillary Swank won Best Actress for that movie. Mm -hmm. Critic, Academy Award nominated, Academy Award winning winning movie. It took her nine years to get her next movie. Yeah. And she said, it is amazing how men fail upward while women succeed downward. Yep. And I'm like, fuck. Mm-hmm. It, it just, it blew my mind. And I cannot say enough about this movie, and I will shut up about this now because people yeah. are going to get tired of but hearing from me. I remember um, recently, Katie Sackoff was my girl, Katie Sackoff. Yo, Katie, we'd love to have you on the show. Love you, Katie. Come on. Yeah. Uh, she was she was in one of the Halloween movies, I think. I think yes. it was. She was in Halloween Resurrection. There you go. And she was very young. It was like one of the first things she did. And she played a clip of, uh, I think it was her death, where she had it in her contract that she would not do any nude scenes. Mm-hmm. But when she saw the finished film, Suddenly her shirt has been ripped open and some girl's boobs are there that are not hers, but are shot to look like hers. Not naked boobs, but like a bra on. And she was so upset about that because it's in her contract. She wouldn't do it. She knows she didn't film it that way. They got a, a body double to stand in for her death so that she could be the blonde girl screaming with a bra on. Yeah. And it was completely unnecessary. And she learned from that and said, from now on, it's I will not do any naked nude scenes that aren't relevant to what is happening. And you can't use anybody else as my body. Yeah. It's amazing that and 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 Meryl Streep, the most 
honored actress of our age is talking about this. Mm-hmm. And I, I am embarrassed, I guess, is a very and, and ashamed in many respects, too. But this changes everything on Netflix. It's one hour and 39 minutes long. If you want to have your world rocked, dudes, you need to watch this movie. I'm, I, I shit you not. If you give a shit, you will watch this movie. Because it, it's just amazing how male, white male-centric the, the motion picture business is. And it even gives you a history of why that happened. It, it, it's, I, I just, I am floored by it. I am speechless mm-hmm. because of this movie. So good. Mm-hmm. But anyway. So right. yes, I just dabbled on Netflix this week. And I found nice. I found okay, good, and awesome. News. News. So thanks to David. David. Shout out to David again. So Peacock, the the asshole of streaming services. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Sorry. Um, (laughs) Peacock loss grows to 1.7 billion dollars and uh, so entering its third year of operation um, peacock sank deeper into investment mode red ink with adjusted losses at the streamer more than doubling year over year that's because it sucks (laughs) ah yeah so, but they've doubled down and now they're trying to put more money into the content that's on Peacock. So, okay. Yeah. Well, Peacock, here's a little tip for you. Talk to the people who used to work at Quibi. <laughs> they tried to do that too. And look what happened to them. Yeah. yeah anyway. Look where Quibi went. Yeah. Look what Quibi, look where Quibi went. Hmm. Um. All right. So. Jason Momoa, the recently single Jason Momoa. Oh, Jason, I'm so sorry it didn't work out. Or what was his statement? Yeah, we got to be free or whatever he said or whatever. He, I you know. don't know what he said, honestly. Oh, they, they mutually agreed to end their relationship. That and, I know. That I know. Yeah. But I didn't. He said we got to be free? Is that what he said? No, I just made shit oh, up. Oh, you're making shit up. I'm making what shit up. What the fuck? What? Don't make shit up for me, man. I'm Especially making shit up because he's a segment. beautiful fucking man, and I'm jealous. But you're All on right. the news segment. Don't make shit up for news. All right. Well, anyway, here's what I'm not making up. Jason Momoa is going to be in Fast and Furious 10. Oh, Okay. He is going to star opposite Vin Diesel's Dominic Toretto and the Fast and the Furious crew on the upcoming 10th installment. Mm. They they announced it on their social media and blah de blee The movie is due out in theaters May 19th of 2023. Double the eye candy for me. Nice. Yeah, but the fuck, man. You motherfuckers don't go to space in a car. Oh, God. <laughs> God, that's just getting more outrageous. Well, the more I want, like the first one wasn't quite so goofy. No, the, the latest couple that I watched, I'm like, what the fuck? 
is this that I'm well, looking at? It, it, the first one just had incredibly great choreographed driving stunts. Yeah. Like driving under trucks and all that other sort of shit. Yeah, that was cool to watch. And then part two had racing. Part three actually just had that that drifting shit. Okay. When you start getting to four and five, especially the one where the rock is involved. That was the the one that I went from the first one to the one with the rock. Ah. And that's why I was like, what the he- what has this become? When did all this weird, crazy shit go on? I'll tell you what. I love The Rock in, in Fast and Furious 5 because he is just a total badass. Mm-hmm. Not saying that he's not a badass in the subsequent films, but they toned down his character. Because oh. he just he just gets off the plane in Fast and Furious 5, like, do this for me, do this for me, and get the fuck out of my way. Mm-hmm. And And I just thought that that was awesome. But what ratchets up, what leads up to a car in space is that's the one where they drag the million pound safe through the streets and they're, they're dragging this thing and it's causing wanton destruction and it's kind of fun to watch. Uh huh. But do you go from dragging a safe and then in part seven, you're jumping from two buildings in Dubai with a car mm-hmm. And then there's a submarine that pops up through the ice that, yeah, that you part, outrun like, on cars. What? <laughs> and then after the submarine, <sighs> you go into space in a car that somehow became airtight, lifted off into space, and successfully landed. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like, What? What is going on? So I'm Why hoping. Why is this so ridiculous? I mean, they literally jump sharks sometimes yes, in those yes, goddamn movies. Yes. Oh my god. So Fast and Furious Ten. I wish you well. I will absolutely see you because your movies are just stupid entertainment. Yeah. And it's and it's hard to even remember the plot points of all of you. But. Uh, whatevs um <laughs> I'll, I'll go see it anyway and then forget it five minutes after mm-hmm. uh and then some dude named kyle allen who i who is an actor who is from the most recent west side story by the way oh okay has been cast as he-man in the live action masters of the universe film on netflix and oh. you see this kid in this it's like a two shot where you see the animated He-Man on the right oh, and then a picture of this kid with long hair and yeah. he looks really skinny. Mm. Like, you're going to be He-Man? Really? Well, he's, that's that's his look for Prince Adam before he becomes He-Man. Prince Adam. You don't remember this? Oh, yeah. He-Man was Prince Adam and then he... Holds oh. up by the power of Grayskull. I have the power. Bah, and then he becomes He-Man. Oh, well, all right. Yeah, apparently I know too much about him. No, He-Man. I used to watch it too back in the day. I loved He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. <laughs> Sam but... had all the action figures, you know. I even went to go see the shitty 1985 movie with Dolph Lundgren and Frank Langella. You betcha. I, but right. I, do I remember it all that well? No. It lives better in my memory. 
I just nerded out apparently on He-Man. I, I this is shit I remember, and that's all right. Why is this wasting space in my brain? No, it's all right. Hey, okay. why do we watch shit? Because uh, you know, because so you don't have to, everybody. That's right. So that's that's all I got this week. Ah, uh, you got a good fifteen out of me. I I know. <laughs> And folks, may I remind you that you will get future installments of Rapid Fire with mm-hmm. Patty. Cause she yeah, because I got another, shit. I had a total of 80, man. Come on. Yeah. Got a whole lot more. All right. Well, that's all I got this week. <laughs> that's all I got. I'm done. Well, well, sweet. Do us a favor. Make sure you log on to thewatchlistpod.com. Click on that Contact Us button. Let us know what, you, what you're watching and where you're watching it. Like, you know, because Patty gets most of her non-Korean stuff from Netflix. I went all Netflix this week. But where do you watch all of your stuff? And is it worth it? It's increasingly not worth it. But is it worth it? Anyway, let us know. Also, engage with us on social media. At symbol Bill Ivory Larson. At symbol Pirate Alice. At symbol The Watchlist Pod. And make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast. And spread the word about us. We're fun and groovy. You love us. You do. You love us. Make sure you love us. All right. Nice short show this week. Yeah. Hey, look at that. Hey. And and tons of shit. This is the most shit. That I think it is. I think it's the most stuff we've got for you. Yeah. We, we so far. Like 18, 19 things this week. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway, folks, get back to your day. Be safe out there. Do your thing and spread love in the universe. We need more of that. And we will talk to you next time. We sure will. All right. All right. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.